Salute in three, two, one. We're back. We're live. We did it. Friday morning, folks. 9.22 in the fucking morning. This is Kicking It With The King, episode 214. My name's Gabriel Hernandez. To all who don't know already, if you're new to this podcast, like I said, it's good to meet you. Tune in, sit back, relax, and enjoy. We got a great show planned today. Like I said, Kicking It With The King. Um, We're available on Instagram. Follow our Instagram. Follow our Twitter. Both same handle. At KWTK Pod on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at KW at G the King MMA, both on Instagram at Twitter. One more time at K at G the King MMA on Twitter and Instagram. I don't know why I kept referencing KWTK. I think it's because I was trying to master getting it said fat. Like I was trying to say it fast and accurate and stuff that's usually what i like to try to do um also before we begin uh you can visit our main podcast page at www.anchor.fm slash g meeker mma show um you can listen to all our episodes directly through the anchor app or we're available also on spotify iHeartRadio, google play podcast iPhone, you can just click on over the podcast tab, type type in G, uh, KWTK, and our podcast should pop up. Leave a five-star rating, positive reviews, no negativity. Rate that shit five stars, baby. We're making, we're making some waves. We're going to make some moves here. Let's fucking begin. We got a great show planned today. Um, so it's been like a while since I've talked about anything else but the fights. But it's like, today, I don't know, it's Friday, so like, you know, I want to relax. I'm here relaxing, directly at home. I don't think, I don't even know what I'm going to do. I'm probably just going to sit and uh, binge watch. I mean, there's like I said, this whole week earlier was kind of, kind of busy before that. And, you know, like, my foot's 100% healed now. Obviously, there's a little scar. So, like, I'm back to full function. I'm, I'm fully functionable. Did I say that right? Functionable. Um, I'm able to function. I think it's better to say it that way. Um, so, like, you know, everything's back to normal, man. Just normal living. Living it up. Um, just caught up with the first episode on, of SWAT. I fell asleep last night. I think I, like, I don't know, maybe I like, got too high or something like that. And then uh, I fell asleep and I woke up on the couch and then I got up and it went to my room and it was like two in the morning or something like that and um couldn't sleep and you know wednesdays are like the days that like my longest days where i get home a lot later than i usually do so um i uh what is it yeah so i woke up i wasn't able to sleep trying to go back to sleep take a couple of i think i took a couple of hits of my pen uh skywalker og the the cartridge i talked about i think on the last episode or i don't know i talked about it in one of the previous episodes or if i haven't then you know what i was puffing on skywalker og I, so i had a hit of that like a couple it's just just relax it's it's a nighttime one 
so I think it like makes you sleepy so I get very sleepy and very you know kind of like everything just gets slower slows down and gets I'm just a little bit more relaxed and you know able to think a lot more clearly at least that's what it does for me so like I said I had a couple puffs of that I had my phone um and you know every single episode of SWAT on CBS if you are familiar with that show it's available the latest episodes are available for free on the CBS app you just download it in the Google Play and app store cbs apps fucking you know you can watch all the latest episodes i think there's a certain limit of episodes obviously it has ads and stuff so i don't have cbs or you know pay for tv or anything like that i ever do 100 of mostly everything on my phone um but you know i do catch up on the episodes of swat every single week and i that's what i did i was i turned it on um then you know i watched that till about like two something 245 almost three then I fell asleep after that and I woke up and here we are now early morning it's good to be back um we got some fights this weekend you know interesting fight for the 205 pound division and also can add to the list of perennial contenders or top contenders to contend against John Jones's belt um we got Jan Blahovich taking on Jacare Souza Jacare Souza's first fight at 205 pounds I think ever in his entire career and his first Sorry, I got a, a call in the middle of the fucking show, so I had to edit that last part out. Um, what I was saying about Jacare. So Jacare's first fight at 205 pounds inside his career, his UFC career. The first time we get to see him as fans inside the octagon fighting at 205 pounds. As at, um, He's joined the likes of Chris Weidman and Luke Rockhold. No pun intended here, the fact that they did both lose their 205-pound debut. So it's going to be interesting to see how Jacare fares up at 205 pounds later on in his career. I know that he didn't have the easiest time making in the wake as well at 185 pounds. And, you know, we've seen this on multiple cases um, here at for a lot of fighters, you know, the likes of Donald Cerrone, I mean, Conor McGregor became a two-division champion up at a higher weight class. Um, Donald Cerrone has had a good amount of wins up at 170 70 pounds and down at 155 pounds as well. Um, BJ Penn fought at multiple weight classes and was successful there. Um, Kenny Florian more, more so. Um... You know, Jared Cannoneers fought at heavyweight, fought at light heavyweight, current middleweight. GSP has moved up to 185 pounds, won the title there. And there's a handful, a lot of guys that have moved up and down. And, you know, guys like Cerrone stick out more so because, you know, Cerrone's, you know, kind of a, a, a like, you know, he, he kills himself to make 155 pounds, essentially. It looks like it. And it's not the healthiest for a guy, especially at, at his age, in, in my opinion. But um, if you look at, like, you know, him, Cerrone. Cerrone goes up to 170, 170 pounds and, you know, gets some damn good wins, gets some finishes. I mean, knocks out Matt Brown, beating the likes of Rick Story, uh, beating Yancey Madero's Cowboy, Olive, uh, Cowboy Oliveira, I think it was that lightweight. And you know Cerrone has some had had some massive success at 170 pounds. They had some losses as well, but there's perfect examples of guys moving up 
you know sometimes later on in the career it gets harder and you know later on in the career they move up a weight class it's exactly what Jacare Souza's done you know sandwiching a couple losses you know coming is he coming off of a loss let me look I'm gonna pull it up I'm gonna pull up his Wikipedia and see what what um what his rank is and and well not his rank but his record just like interesting fucking excited to be back Jacare Souza. Jacare Souza's Wikipedia. Let me pull it up, okay? He's coming off of a loss to uh, Jack Hermanson. Obviously, that fight didn't go his way. Um, before that, he knocked out Chris Weidman. Before that, he lost to Kelvin Gassum. Before that, he beat Derek Brunson with KO. Head kick and punches. Um, and then before that, he lost to Robert Whitaker, beat Tim Boach, beat Tim, beat Tor Belfort, lost to Yo Romero. So it's kind of sandwich. Like he's like winning, losing, winning, losing, winning, losing. This will be the first time, and um, I don't think I think ever if he uh, loses to if he loses to Jan Blahovich. This will be the first time he's lost two in a row in his entire career. So, very crucial for Jacare to win. Uh, I mean, Jan Blahovic is also coming off of a very exciting and emphatic win over Luke Rockhold. Like, if you look at, you know, the build-up to that fight, Jan was very... Uh, it was like, you know, Luke was being classic Luke, you know, not respecting the, uh, what is it? Like, he, he, he didn't really respect him. So, you know, underestimating someone, especially at a higher weight class, Jan was able to tough it out. He, he hurt him in the first round. Um, Jan turned it around and knocked Luke Rockhold out, right? seconds away from after being separated from the clinch which Rockhold was having success in you know he's landing knees he had him up against the fence it seemed as if you know Luke kept his composure and you know didn't separate or anything like that and and, you know continue to go for the clinch and you know maybe look for a takedown or something like that he would have been a lot more successful you know Jan Blahovic had fast hands and he caught it nasty I think it was a left hook if I'm not mistaken he caught him with the left hook he dropped him and Luke was, Luke's head bounced off the canvas like a fucking bouncy ball. And, you know, he spoiled the debut of Luke Rockhold. Chris Weidman did the same thing against uh, Dominic Reyes. Main event, first fight at 205 pounds against an absolute monster. Gets mauled, knocked out in under, uh, under two minutes in the first round. Um, doesn't go good. And, you know, Luke Rockhold, Chris Weidman, and Jacare all have things similar they're they're that that, they're that square uh circle i mean i i feel like they're all linked together because i mean luke rockhold obviously is a lot more linked to jacare because he actually fought him before in strike force and beat him to win the middleweight title but you know they've all fought each other they're all mutual i mean they're they're all superstars at middleweight for the longest time in different eras and different points of time in their entire respective careers and uh you know like i said that's why they're linked there's a fucking hair in my mouth or something so like i said it's crucial 
It's a very winnable fight for uh, Jacare. Obviously, if you look at the striking, he, he, he has a striking to contend with anybody. You know, um, Jan, Bla- La- Jan is obviously coming off of a really, like I said, a really fantastic win. Let me pull his Wikipedia up. Wikipedia up. Because, you know, for a long time, you know, he was kind of just like a... You know, he wasn't really like a top contender in the division. He was just kind of there. And, you know, he's just... He was, he was labeled as like a tough guy. He just he 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 he, he was he's obviously a former champion like KSW and stuff like that. But he wasn't really like like he wasn't making any noise for the longest time. But you know a lot of people, including myself, have talked a lot about him. And you know he has been having a huge streak. I mean his last his last uh, loss. What well, uh, was a questionable fight against Patrick Cummins? I mean, uh, uh, Patrick did everything. I remember that fight. You know, he he, he did everything. He, he you know barely won that. You know, held on for dear life in that fight. And before that, he lost to Gustafson, and that was back in 2016. So it was most of the last really like one-sided loss. Oh, obviously, Thiago Santos knocked him out before uh, earlier this year in February. And um, then, you know, he comes back and knocks Luke, Rock, Luke Rockhold out. But before that, he was on, like, a, f- a four-fight win streak. And, you know, when he first came into the UFC, his first fight was Alir Latifi. He won that fight by knockout. And then, uh, you know, lost to Jimmy Manuel, lost to Corey Anderson, beat uh, Igor Prokryash, lost Alexander Gustafson, lost to Patrick Cummins, beat Devin Clark, Jared Kennanier, Jimmy Manuel, Nikita Krylov, lost to Tiago, and just knocked Luke Rockhold out. So, I mean, I'd say that Jacare has fought a lot tougher, a lot stiffer of a competition. You know, he has fought some really good guys. I mean, like Ramon Sokoju, um, Houston Alexander is a good one, Alir Latifi, Jimmy Manuel. You know, all the top contenders, you know, you know, Corey Anderson, if you look at what Corey's doing right now, Gustafson, um, he's obviously lost to Tiago Santos, um, but, you know, his wins, you know, Jerry Kennedy's doing good too, Jimmy Manoa, uh, and, you know, like you said, he's had to, he, he has some really damn good wins, but does he have a high-profile win like a Jockery? Like, for him to be beat Jacare, that would pose some some massive props that would pose some uh that would uh not not props but it would give it would basically be like uh big for his book big for his win you know a big win for him being the first obviously Jacare's first fight at 205 pounds I mean you look at guys that Jacare is beaten and you look at you know the career that he's had so far I mean not so far but you know his historic career that he's had already um you know one of the most accomplished Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioners in the world and you know one of the most scariest guys ever you know who eventually uh you know eventually was a jiu-jitsu guy turning himself into one of the most well-rounded fighters in the world you know great wrestling great jiu-jitsu great striking Jacare is a full package, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, 
this fight because like, like I said Jacare has fought a lot a lot more uh, stiffer of a uh, competition and you know like I said competition is is important um, and you shouldn't compare wins and losses or you know be petty about the matches and who's fought who and who hasn't fought these kinds of guys yet but you know you got to respect everyone but I'm gonna pull up Sousa's uh, Wikipedia and really see that I want to see that because I know Sousa's fought a lot he's fought a lot of good people 39 years old December 7th his birthday's coming up he's about to be 40 40 years old wow alright pull it up let me just see let me look so he's fought guys like Jack Hermanson Chris Weidman Kelvin Gaslam Derek Brunson Robert Whitaker. Tim Boach, Vitor Belfort, Yoel Romero, Gegard Musasi, Yushin Okami, two wins over Derek Brunson, Luke Rockhold, lost, fought Robbie Lawler, has a win over Robbie Lawler, Tim Kennedy, um, Matt Lindland, like I said, fought Musasi back in the day as well, and fought Alexander Slomenko, in his third fight yeah his third fight he fought Alexander Sermenko wow Jason Miller lost to Gegard Musasi beat him in the UFC later on yeah so like I said he's fought a lot of good guys and you know this will be another good, good guy that he's going to be fighting against and you know a great guy but you know, this is this is I, I don't I can't describe this fight, but it's kind of like a not crossroads fight. It's kind of like a fight to see where Jan truly is, and if he really you know if he can get a good win off like this, um, you know that that will add him to like the short list of light heavyweight contenders in the UFC, and you know you know stake his claim eventually toward you know being on the short list of contenders i guess for john jones john a 205 pound division he'll just be in a good spot basically and um you know Corey anderson dominic reyes tiago santos still in the mix glover shara all these fantastic guys all these top contenders. I mean, if you had Jacare in the mix and he looks impressive, it's an impressive fight. I mean, it's going to be tomorrow. I can't wait for that one. <laughs> We've been talking about that for like the longest time now. Um, as a winner in that fight, I mean, I don't know. It's a hard one to pick. I don't do fight picks really too much anymore. Oh my gosh. So there's this video on um, Twitter that I've seen of these of this of this uh Popeye's employee getting an altercation I think with a customer and they're just fighting it full on slugging it out they don't even know how to fight what the fuck is it a guy fighting a girl or what the hell's going on these were these people like aggressively dancing I've never seen this kind of whiff flash and fake fighting that doesn't even look like they're fighting man bunch of ghetto employees fucking tramps where is our manager? Let me speak to your manager. 
but yeah anyways the fuck Tracy Cortez has got a booty jeez UFC Sao Paulo yeah so UFC Sao Paulo let me look to the scale they both look healthy um who else Paul Craig versus Shogun Hua interesting fight it was supposed to be Shogun versus... I forgot who Shogun was supposed to fight before that. But that will be an interesting fight. I'm excited for that one. Paul Craig has fought a lot of good guys. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't know too much about Paul Craig except he's coming off of a win and it was kind of like winless and like I don't know his last few fights I mean let me look let me just pull it up I'm pulling up everyone's Wikipedia's today because I don't know I just don't want to be wrong I mean no he only has four losses oh this is breaking news Shogun who uh, promises wife only two fights left before retirement? Oh, okay. I just want to see Paul Craig's uh his his record. So. He comes in the UFC, beats Henrique da Silva, loses to Tyson Pedro, loses to Cleo Roundtree Jr., beats Magomed Ankalov, lost to Jimmy Crew, Kennedy and Senzuku, um, Alonzo Menafield, and Vinicius Moreira. The oldest people, no one knows who they are. Khalil Roundtree Jr., Tyson Pedro, I know who those are, but the rest of the people I didn't know. So this is really a big a big step up in competition for Paul Craig. I mean, fighting Shogun. Shogun's fought the likes of John Jones, Leota Machida, Antonio Nogueira, Rampage Jackson, Alistair Overeem, Chuck Liddell. Uh, who else has Shogun fought, man? 
those fights rampage and Shogun's fights in, in pride. Shogun's been around the game for quite some time. I mean, he was a champion before John Jones. Uh, excuse me. He wasn't like the reigning defending champion or anything like that, but you know, he won the belt. He had a close fight with with Leona Machida the first time. Second time, he knocked him out. Um, let me see. So, so Shogun has fought the likes. I mean, beating Corey Anderson. Um, Antonio Noguera, Olden St. Pru, he's, he lost against, he fought Dan Henderson, uh, he's, he, he, I mean, obviously, if you look at his last, his last five, he, he, he's three, he's four and one in his last five, um, losses to Anthony Smith, Olden St. Pru, Dan Henderson, Chael Sonnen, Alexander Gustafson, John Jones, I mean, he was champion in, in 2011, and he lost the belt to John Jones. Comes back, knocks out Forrest Griffin, loses to Dan Henderson, uh, beats Brandon Vera, um, and obviously the Gustafson lost, the Chelsea Sonnen lost, knocked out James Tahuna in 2013. And fast forward to 2018, his last win was against Tyson Pedro. So, I mean, obviously, I think he's been dealing with a couple of injuries and stuff. And, um, you know, he, hasn't, he hasn't been active as of late or uh, of 2019. Um, but like I said, I feel like Shogun has experience. Um, and obviously, Paul, Paul Craig seems a lot younger. And this would be a big win for Paul Craig to get a win over top 10 Shogun. I think he's, you know, he's top 10 caliber. So you get what I mean. Paul Craig gets this win, I think it would be massive, huge for his career. You know, he's an exciting fan fan favorite. A lot of people like him. Dana White likes him. Yossi's behind him. Interesting, interesting guy. Um, you know, Paul the Bears, you Craig. Like I said, experience advantage. I feel like Shogun has the experience all day, all night. Just a matter of going out there executing it. You know, Shogun hits anybody on the chin. <laughs> They're going out, man. That's vicious punches. You know, you can crack. Shogun can definitely crack. Interesting fight. Can't wait to see what happens. Anyways, let's move it along. Um... You really want me to pick? Um, in the main event, Jacare versus uh, Jacare versus Jan Blahovich. Um, fuck, I don't know who to pick. Like, I don't know. Like, it's not like a fight to where like I'm massively excited. It's good for a light heavyweight division, but it's not like I'm. Like, it's not like, um, just, I don't know, like, let me just try, let me try to sit and think for a second, I need, I need, let me see, um, I mean, I'd like to see Jacare make a successful light heavyweight debut, kind of break the little circle that him, Chris Weidman, and Luke Rockhold are a part of, personally, 
that seems like the best story. Otherwise, it's just Jan, you know, winning against Jacare and I don't know how close he is to a title shot versus any of the other people we've already mentioned. Corey Anderson, Dominic Reyes, the rest of the light heavyweights. Alexander Rakic, Rakic, he has a win over Jimmy Manua. People aren't talking about him. I don't know. I mean, Jan wins. It's not going to really catapult him next for the title shot. I mean, he wanted a title fight off of that win over Luke Rockhold. And, you know, he kind of campaigned for it. But, you know, that, you know, that didn't have any steam. Who, who's going to be excited about that kind of fight? I mean... Unfortunately, in, in in the United States and, you know, to the mainstream audience of the UFC, he wouldn't be that kind of caliber of a fighter. So if he is successful against Jacare, that's going to be a fantastic win for him, no doubt. But it's not going to catapult him. I mean, everybody comes in the octagon to win. But, like, Jacare wins. He'll break the streak of guys coming up from middleweight to 205 pounds and, you know, kind of not doing too well, getting dusted in their first fight. I mean, arguably Luke Rockhold got more success, had more success in his debut at 205 pounds versus Chris Weidman getting dusted in the first in the first round in like a minute or so. But now we got Jacare. Jacare has to. Uh, make a statement you know a, a loss for him you know wouldn't do good for him especially with like how he's been as of late you know necessarily like contemplating retirement and being depressed and all that shit after a fight after his loss against Jack Hermanson and Jack Hermanson is no slouch he's a tough guy but you know is he not is he not really a championship worthy caliber fight of a fighter as of right now not saying he can't be but you know Jock has really got to get this one done or I don't really don't know what's going to be next I mean, it's it's a huge it's exciting fight uh, big fight for light heavyweight division definitely exciting because you can think of you know some people to add to the list to fight for the title next you know it's a short list of, of great contenders and stuff and Jan definitely is a part of that list Jock can be a part of that list as well I mean Jock gets a win Jan Vlahovic will still be top 10 and i think jacare will enlist in the top 10 as well or if, if not kicking on out of his spot and jacare submits a spot spot in the top 10 of the usc's light heavyweight division which wouldn't be that bad of a scenario so there we go let's look at some fights that have been announced i want to see some things um So, as of late, Frankie Edgar versus Corey Sanhagen added to USC Ray Lee South North Carolina, excuse me, co-main event. That's a good fight. His first fight down at uh, 135 pounds. Um, interesting, you know, that seems as like a weight class that Frankie should have been a part of for quite some time. I mean, he's been guy. Frankie Edgar is a perfect example of what I was talking about earlier. Um about guys successfully moving up a weight class frankie was at 155 pounds beating guys way bigger than him probably cut way more weight to make 155 than him um and you know he's fought 145 pounds against big guys you know kind of was always a smaller guy it seemed like 135 it always seemed like the the weight class for frankie he had the body the size the build and uh 
it's good to see him making a debut. I mean, I don't know too much about Corey Han Sanhagen. I mean, he's a tough guy, got a guy that you know everyone everyone's been talking about. Only has one loss. And uh, like I said, he's, he's fought some good guys. I'm pretty sure too. Um, but you know, like I said, I don't know too much about him. Maybe he has went over Rafael Sunsau. Uh, close win, but you know, like I don't, I don't know too much about him. I'm not gonna pretend, pretend like I do know a lot about him, dude. <laughs> but you know, it's a good fight for Frankie. Good fight, winnable fight for Frankie. Good fight for Sanhagen. A true test, and it'll be an absolute. Uh. Oh, I never know that. Oh, I didn't even know that either. So fight news um, broke out that I didn't even know about. Wow, and some unfortunate. So uh, Curtis Blades versus Junior Dos Santos to headline UFC North Carolina, the one the fight card we were just talking about. That's exciting. Um, Carlos Condit out of UFC Washington DC fight versus Mickey Gall. Unfortunate. Damn it. I didn't know that. I always like to go to their Instagram. Just to see if they said anything about the fight. Um, anything else? Oh, not anything else on that list. I want to see what um, what other fights, if there's any other fights. Um, Ovin St. Prue versus Brian, Brian Spann. I don't know who. I don't know who Span is. Uh, and, yeah. So, I mean, I haven't heard of any other news, break, breaking news, any other stuff that we've talked about. Um, Alistair Overeem versus Jair Rosenstruck, you know, who just made a, you know, big impression of his win over Andre Arlovsky. Looks a little similar to Derek Lewis, big black guy. Great striker, huge power, long rangy. This guy's long and rangy, man. Big guy, but punches fucking hard. You know, replaces Walt Harris. Um, if there's any news coming up on that, I wonder if there's any uh, any news based on that on that story. If you've heard of that story about Walt Harris's uh, daughter gone missing, potential victim of foul play. Suspect is in custody. Um, but, you know, the story seems kind of like it's been silent as of late. Um, you know, UFC heavyweight Walt Harris fought guys like Fabrice Silbert, who knocked out Alexi Olenek in his last fight. Anything late? Anything as late though? Let me look on Twitter. Nothing. Nothing yet.
damn, I think this just exploded. Sorry, I'm reading it still. Still reading. No, no news. Nothing else. Uh. Abra. Ibrahim Yazid receives death threats from inmates. Needs bond reduced. Attorney said. Attorney says. That's the name of the, the motherfucker involved in her disappearance, apparently. I mean, let's see. Elijah Beaver appointed to represent. This is from uh, AMP Montgomery Advertiser.com. Yeah, Abraham Yazid has been moved to solitary confinement following death threats from Lee County inmates, his attorney alleges, and it needs his bond reduced. Elijah Beaver appointed to represent 29 year old Yazid filed the motion in court record. Thursday afternoon, Yazid was charged with kidnapping as he was allegedly seen forcing Blanchard into a car outside of an Auburn convenience store October 23rd. Blanchard has not been found. In the motion, Beaver argues giving his client a bond that will allow him to be moved to move from Lee County to the Montgomery County Dissension Facility where he would be held without bond again on several bond revocation orders. The nice little black eye though. Punch him in his mouth as well. Bust him up. Um, Beaver, however, pointed out that Yazid has never been convicted of any violent offenses in Alabama. Holding his client on repeated Class A felonies without trial is beginning to verge on cool and unusual punishment. Um, Mr. Yazid instead has a history of being wrongfully accused of serious offenses by the state and held in jail for long periods of time on insufficient evidence. Later to be released without formally charged, Beaver wrote in the motion, okay, but This guy is lucky, I guess. He's just beginning getting lucky. Um, yeah, just crazy. Mm-hmm. Pretty girl. Still, 
someone tweeted something on Insta- on on Twitter. Summer, maybe Summer Watley claims to be best friends with Anaya Blanchard. Moments after Anaya's disappearance, Summer was seen partying and posting bizarre social media nonsense, and was reported she laughed about the disappearance with Anaya of Anaya when asked on Instagram Live. This girl looks like a fucking slut. Whore in a cat costume. Uh. Okay. But what else? Deleted several of her tweets, including tweets at people to suck a cock or something along those lines. Um... Let me see. What else? Is there any other information, dude? <laughs> I'm, like, trying to read this shit. Um, nothing else. reading this shit's <laughs> this shit is interesting Anyways, what else we got? Bored. Uh, I don't think it. What else we got? Uh, I don't think there's anything else. We pretty much talked about everything that we could on today's episode. I appreciate you guys for joining us, though. Um, obviously, you got those fights coming up. Well, next week we'll talk about them. Um, hold on. This man says he's innocent. 
Texas will execute him on Wednesday. Reed, now 51, has been on death row for more than 20 years after being convicted in the 1996 bashed-up murder of 19-year-old Stacy Sites. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Okay, guys, like I said, um, appreciate you guys for joining us here on um, this episode of Kicking It with the King. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at, K, uh, at G the King MMA. Follow our main podcast page at KWTK Pod. Again, I almost did it again, folks, on top of everything else. Anchor.fm slash G Meeker MMA Show. Facebook.com slash Gabriel the King Hernandez, folks. Thank you guys for tuning in for this episode of Kicking It With The King. We will be back. Leave us a five-star rating, review, share our page on social media, every single other fucking aspect of the game, folks. We will be back sooner rather than later. We'll be back next week. G the King out, baby.